1: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th,
0: 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. to zero. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU football daily podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media. Now, here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the HBCU football daily podcast for today, Tuesday, November the 14th. I'm Donald Ware. So, Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's get to some housekeeping items before we get to Takeaway Tuesday. So, we normally don't do this. Generally speaking, have a player that will twice in a season be named HBCU National Player of the Week. But that has, in fact, happened with... Howard quarterback Quentin Williams. I mean, you, you, you couldn't deny what he was able to accomplish and really that entire Bison team in the victory over North Carolina Central where Williams was 23 of 33, 277 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, rushed for another touchdown. He completed 70% of his passes and he continues to move up on that Howard chart, in terms of all-time quarterbacks um, at Howard, and uh, you know, you know what's interesting. I mean, we you, we can talk about Jay Walker, Ted White. I mean, all of the great quarterbacks uh, that have come through Howard. His coat, his coach is uh, is Greg McGee, right? Greg McGee, more recently, one of the better quarterbacks. Um, and and when you think about the all-time list, uh, in terms of Howard, he was one of the better quarterbacks. Um, as well and uh, so that's he's the he's the quarterback's coach there and so no surprise uh, that Quentin Williams is having the season that he's having he was a solid quarterback but I I mean he's taking it really to another level and I think you really have to credit uh, Greg McGee with a lot of Quentin Williams development and then also Aeneas Dennis of Benedict Uh, Our other HBCU national player of the week in the victory in the SIAC championship game over Albany State, 279 yards passing. He had two rushing touchdowns or excuse me, two passing touchdowns rushed for another 95 yards and a touchdown in the the uh, victory by Benedict over Albany State uh, in the SIAC championship game. And so you're talking about back to back see uh, yeah, siac championship game so you're talking about back-to-back siac championships for the Benedict Tigers well as everyone knew <clears throat> we, there was going to be a new number one in HBCU football and with the release of the box to row HBCU coaches and media polls it is in fact official Florida AM received all of the first place votes from the coaches to be number one North Carolina Central Uh, Is number two, followed by Jackson State at number three, uh, uh, Alabama State at number four, Howard at number five, six through ten, Alcorn State, Tennessee State, Prairie View, A&M, Hampton and Morgan State. In the media poll, Florida A&M received all but two first place votes. Uh, Benedict was number two, North Carolina Central dropped to number three. It was Virginia Union, uh, number four, Jackson State, number five. Uh, Alabama State, Virginia State. We had Howard and uh, Fayetteville State tied for uh, number eight and Tennessee State uh, at number 10. So a couple of takeaways uh, today. You, you know, I was on the the Miac uh, conference call, coaches call on yesterday, and uh, a lot of kudos going out to South Carolina State head coach Buddy Pugh as um, South Carolina State going to play in its last uh, football game on um on Saturday at Norfolk State, and um, you know, just just I mean, listen. <laughs> generally speaking, okay, just just for reference purposes, you the, the coaches are on the call for maybe like well, they're scheduled, I think, in, in, for about ten minutes or so. But I think Buddy Pugh's session ran for like thirty minutes or in excess of to the point that it almost. Uh, really bled into his uh, he has a TV show uh, that he or a radio show or both that he that that is produced that he does. Uh, So it kind of ran into that time uh, as well. But it was just a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, media asking questions, giving kudos. We were also allowed to kind of give kudos as well. And I'm going to I'm going to do a piece. Just be on the lookout for a piece that I'm going to do on Buddy Pugh here. Um, I'm, you know. I'm I'm, tr- I'm debating on whether it will run the f- this weekend, uh, the Friday or Saturday uh, before the game, or maybe after um, after the game. I think we'll do it after the game, so um, just to kind of see what happens. And 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 you know, you, I don't we don't cheer for any teams here at Box to Row, but you would like for South Carolina State um, to get that victory and for Buddy Pugh to go out the right way with a win. I thought one of the other takeaways uh, for me from the MiAC call um a lot of a lot of there was a lot of talk about you know there's still a lot let, let's just set the table let, let, let's just set the make the table straight okay you know there was a lot of talk on that conference call about a North Carolina Central going to the FCS playoffs um but now Look, the season's not over. Three teams still have an opportunity to win the championship, okay, and to also go to the Celebration Bowl. There is a way. Now, I don't know. I didn't read the exact rule. My understanding is that the MIAC did away with the tie situation, and I believe that was only in... Uh, it would make sense that it would only be in head to head competition. In other words, like the situation we had last year, where Howard and North Carolina Central both had one loss in the conference, but the Eagles beat Howard head to head, yet both shared the title officially. Okay. I, I didn't agree with that. I don't think that's right at all. I think the conference has done away with that. But now, um, there is i mean, let me think um no there's not an opportunity this year for all three teams to share the title because let's say morgan state beats howard this weekend then howard would have two losses um and if you looked at it um you know nor if north carolina central were to win and 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 uh, howard were to lose then the eagles because even though both teams have one loss, North Carolina Central beat Morgan State head to head. So, uh, look. But my point is, a lot of the talk was about North Carolina Central in the in the FCS playoffs. Well, wait a minute. North Carolina Central still has a stake in this thing to win the conference outright and to be cel- and to participate in the Celebration Bowl when and a Howard loss happens that way. And and that's a that's a real possibility. Look. I mean, let's look at this thing the last couple of weeks. South Carolina, uh, North Carolina Central obliterates South Carolina State, beats Norfolk State soundly. Howard loses to South Carolina State while it was only by three points. He had like, it's like 400 and some yards rushing. And then, yet, Howard beats North Carolina Central badly. So, all of those different things about, you know, you know and Morgan has an elite type of defense okay the offense is not great but it's not bad you have J.J. Davis a proven running back they've got a good running game the quarterback is starting to kind of come around he's a young guy so anything can happen what struck me on this particular conference call is that again all the all the talk was about North Carolina Central playing in the playoffs yet the Eagles still have a chance to play in the celebration bowl and then no one was talking about the fact that Morgan State had a chance to win the title okay uh and and participate in the celebration bowl now it's it it's 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 it's, uh, it's far it's it's going to be a hard deal because two things happen, have to happen for Morgan a Morgan has to win okay has to beat Howard which is possible but then North Carolina Central has to lose to Delaware State, which I just listen. I don't know Delaware State. Like even though Delaware State hasn't, you know, Delaware State is not playing badly. Um, for the the Hornets to beat the Eagles, I mean, look, it's a possible, it's a possibility. I mean, it's a possibility. So I think it was irresponsible uh, on that conference call. Quite frankly. Uh, that not only were we talking about North Carolina Central in the playoffs and not even talking about them potentially in the Celebration Bowl, but also that no one was talking about Morgan State's possibility of representing the conference in the celebration bowl. Again, if if Morgan defeats Howard, okay, that means Howard would now have two losses, okay, in the MiAC. If Delaware State defeats or uh, if yes, Delaware State defeats Howard, then excuse me, if Delaware State defeats North Carolina Central, then the Eagles would also have two losses in the conference. Morgan would only have one loss. Morgan goes to the Celebration Bowl and wins the MIAC outright. So I thought it was a little bit irresponsible. uh, Some of the conversation uh, on the, uh, the conference call. Nonetheless, those are the respective scenarios. Now let's talk about the Swax Western division. Okay. Uh, this is where we are, uh, with the Swax Western division. Um, as I kind of look it up here. Uh, okay. Let me look it up here. I'm kind of lost my place, uh, here. Uh, but let me, let I'm going to, I'm going to go to it. I had it written down, but this is the scenario. Um, Excuse me for the SWAC. So in terms of the SWAC, uh, SWACs, uh, excuse me, the SWACs uh, Western Division. Okay, this is some of the these are some of the things uh, that could happen for teams to get in. Okay, so basically, Prairie View A and M wins. Prairie View A and M is in the uh, the SWAC Championship game representing the Western Division. So a PV win. And then, okay, or or the other three teams lose, meaning uh, Grambling, Alcorn State, and I believe it. I believe it's Southern. I believe Southern's the other team. Um, yeah, I believe I believe Southern. Or no, no, excuse me. What it is 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 if Prairie View A and M wins, or if. Or if Grambling and Alcorn lose, regardless of whether, you know, even if Prairie View A&M loses, then Prairie View A&M would be in. Allcorn gets in with a win and a Prairie View A&M loss. And uh think now I'd have to go, I have to go back and look here. OK, uh, to see, I think Alcorn plays. Uh, oh, that's right. Alcorn plays uh, Jackson State. That that's a that's a tough that's going to be a really really good football game. So you already got an uphill battle if you're Oldcorn State right there, and then Grambling would get in with a win. Okay, they have to beat Southern uh, in the, the next game for Grambling is Southern in the um, Bayou Classic next Saturday, and Prairie View A and M and both have to lose Prairie View A and M and Alabama State play. Uh, so that's a tough uphill battle for and AM. So, look, it's coming down to the last game of the season as it did on last year. I think all, I, I, if it, it it was either, I think it was Prairie View AM that had to win and it would have been in. Uh, I, I think Southern won, everybody else lost, and Southern got in. So, that's where we are with the SWACS Western Division um, as well. So, look, we got some exciting. I mean, it's an exciting time. As a matter of fact, this upcoming week 12. Is super exciting because the SWAC's Western Division will be decided. The MIAC will be decided. And look, you talk about the MIAC the last five weeks. That is what we have talked about. Florida A&M had, I mean, in my opinion, in my opinion, Florida A&M had wrapped up the SWAC's Eastern Division with the victory over Jackson State, okay? Uh, I know they still had to play the games. I mean, Florida A&M, to me, is clearly the best team in the SWAC, but I say they, I say they wrapped it up. Back during uh Jack's state the other thing is the SWAC western division which has come down to the wire but when you're talking about the MEAC the MEAC has been is still continues to be relevant and um look we're looking at it right now because you still have three teams uh that could win the MEAC championship but the simplest way okay Howard wins Howard is in to the celebration bowl excuse me, and is outright Miac champs for the first time. Whew, I can't even remember the last time that I'm just trying to think. Uh, man, it's been a long time, May, maybe the 90s. I mean, I'm trying to think if Howard won any championships in the 2000s. I, I don't think so. I mean, it came close, you know, maybe going back to 2017, 2016, something like that. But uh, again, Howard um, wins and Howard is, in. But it's not going to be easy. Morgan State still got something to say about it. And then the Eagles still have something to say about it as well. So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Daily Podcast, uh, where, of course, you can listen at com as well as iHeartMedia.com. And uh, don't forget that um, you can find great content. Stay on our website at com. We've got great content. We've got a really special um, conversation that's coming up later this week that uh, we're going to post to the Box to Row YouTube channel um, as well as to dot row.com. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll talk with you soon.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and instagram for the latest in hbcu football and don't forget to tell a friend